ownership, like, if you look at hip-hop, it's our biggest export, right? It's the only thing we really make in America that everybody wants globally. Uh, historically, we haven't owned that, right? Like, other people don't. For us to get a chance back to own that, it means you get to own ourselves. You get to own yourself, you get to do what you want. Pay your bills, shut it off, turn off the faucet, whatever you want. So ownership is control. This might be the first time in history that we as people of color get to control things. I feel like we're all into that. It's a necessity for life, not just for your life, but for that of your next generation and the people that you take care of. You want to be able to take the things that you've earned, like you said, and be able to pass it down. Not just your music, but ownership of your property, ownership of just any type of thing that's that's tangible for you. You want it to be able, if you're not there, to be able to provide for those that might kind of be messed up if you were to suddenly not be here anymore. So the question becomes, why is it cool for us to be able to say it now? Why? Because y'all had to acquiesce because digital took over now. Y'all just had no other choice but to start saying here, you can own that, we'll play ball with y'all. Why? Because the creators are creating everything and y'all are uh, the ones governing? No. No. Do your own research. Everything they said is absolutely correct. Ownership, generational wealth. Pass it down. We make it. We keep it. Simple as that. And you want to pass that information down as well. That's everybody's own responsibility. We're in a smart era. There's good information, there's bad information, there's people with no information pretending to have information. Like, you have to be very careful on where you get your intel, how you filter that, what you believe, what you don't believe. The TV will lie to you. It's a lot that you gotta understand it. The more information that we all know, the better off we'll be as a whole. I agree with them. I think it's right. The right information, I think it's about open yourself up to share. Like, I asked both of them for information. You know, Rem just gave me a game the other day. I was asking Joe something outside. People are more willing to share it but i think we had to kind of unpack that idea of like being the oppressed right and it's like that comes from having ownership what's going on once again i'm uh. here and another nigga's state on another nigga's stage and another all nigga right stage. t grizzly face what's up arsenal the rebel face Smirk. Yeah, he's not giving you any publishing checks or uh, sponsorship checks. Um, guys, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Figured to do things differently uh, this week. I feel like, not feel like. Listen back. We've gone into a little pattern, maybe not even knowing, but we have a little format that we do here, and I'm trying to break it. I, I know we don't do it uh, intentionally because we don't ever map it out that way. Well, what's the format? Put me on. I, I, I'll tell you afterwards, but you, you, you'll, you'll notice we'll, um, you'll notice the difference. Um, I want to ask you. When do you when do you know it's time to go grocery shopping? In your when house? did you fall in love with hip hop? Uh, I have to go grocery shopping every week. Like every, every week, every seven days, yeah. Like clockwork, there's nothing that says okay, mm-hmm. it's time to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's like clockwork. Every Saturday after I do laundry, go to the supermarket. Is it because something in the house is low or you just that's just your routine? That's just the routine. It's so many of us is like cooking every night, kids is eating snacks all day. This is like gotta re up every week. 
That's interesting. Um, I asked you because I laughed at myself um, with a family saying, when the juice gets low, that's when I know it's time to go shy. <laughs> <laughs> when, when there's nothing but the Brita in the filter, yeah. yeah. When there's nothing but the Brita in the filter to drink, and you want something to drink, what water? It's like, all right, it's time to go shopping. So on average, that's like what two and a half weeks in your house? No, because apparently we we run through juice uh, quite frequently. Tiffany tries to drink water more so nowadays, but me and Kate, we can tap some juice. <laughs> Are you a BJ's Costco shopper or regular supermarket like ShopRite, Stop and Shop? I am a regular supermarket shopper, but I do see the uh, genius of a Costco, yeah. Sam's Club, Walmart shopping. thing with Walmart... Um, and you guys can send a sponsorship check whenever you want it. The thing with Walmart, Walmart is that is not, definitely not sponsoring your black ass. That, you, you don't know that. You don't know that. The they have the prices already marked down. So when you get to the register, you first off, you put the stuff in your cart that you don't need just because it's marked down. And when you get to the register, it ain't like Shoprite or Stop and Save where you can see the actual savings come off. It's like, nope, here it is. All two hundred dollars. That dude's coming out with a buck twenty-five. Nah. Yep. Here it is. Two hundred dollars for uh, beef jerky socks, <laughs> shower rods. Yeah, you name it. Oh man, that's how I feel up with every time I go to Target. That's why I stopped going to Target because it was like. You would go in there and you would just see stuff, cute stuff you could add to your house. And by the time you get to the register, it's like, yo, I came here wanting to spend like sixty dollars the most. This bucking, <laughs> this bucking change is really not like helping me. So I stopped going to Target. And I'm good on that. Do you do you have a budget for shopping? Mm, yes and no. I try to keep it. To a certain number, um, recently I've realized that because it's so many of us in this family, that number is just not realistic. Um, but it's about the same amount. I know what I'm going to spend uh, every week. I don't have like a, I can't go over this amount type of budget but I do have like a ballpark figure that I figure pretty much because it's six of us then we're going to reach this number and I've come to be content with that so so two things <laughs> I've tried creating a budget shopping and it just it, it's just like a it's just like a figure where it's like, all right, try not to go below this much or above this much. Never seems to pan out. The scale just changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One way or the other. But um, I'm probably the person in the house, and you can probably identify this person in your house. If you send me out to the store for ketchup and plates, 
I'll come back a hundred dollars later with a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff that we don't need. Yeah, that's email. Yeah, ice pops. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll come back with, like ice cream sandwiches. He's like, I bought you these ice cream like the other like couple of weeks ago. He's like, I bought you these strawberry shortcake ice cream. Thing. I'm like, for what? Like, I don't. Like, <laughs> I thought you would like it. I'm like, yeah, but no, I don't like. I don't care for ice cream. So like, why would you buy that? <laughs> He just always comes back with random stuff. Like he'll go to the <laughs> he'll go to like the the uh, the the supermarket to get like turkey wings or something, and he come back with like turkey wings, crab legs, <laughs> tubes of ice cream, donut. I'm like, yo, <laughs> fam, where you going with all this stuff? You went to get turkey wings, and you come back with two hundred dollars worth of stuff. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm not that shopper. Like, I'm not, I when I go to the grocery store, I know what I'm getting. And I realized lately that it helps when I know what I'm going to cook during the week. So I'll just get the things, like those ingredients. And I'm not just like picking stuff up. I'll just keep it to whatever I'm making for that week. And then like throw on top of that the kids' snacks and, you know, cereal and stuff like that. But nah, I'm not, I'm not random like that. I'm, I'm very random. Um, in fact, how we shop in our house. And you guys are probably like, why are we talking about shopping? Anyway, you're here. Enjoy it. Everybody um, shops. That's why we're talking about shopping. I'm the person where we don't necessarily plan what we're going to eat for the week. We'll just buy like, okay, so we know we're going to eat pork chops eventually. We're going to get chicken eventually. We're going to eat a steak maybe eventually. Um, we're going to make turkey burgers eventually. So we'll buy everything just to have it. And then when we want to cook, we're just like, all right, well, just throw something out and let's, let's figure it out. But, yeah. That whole uh, planning the week of what you're cooking, like, it fr- <laughs> it frustrates me at noon thinking about what we're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> because it's, it's like. Yeah, that's why you got to have it mapped out. So it was like, all right, Monday, I know we're going to have spaghetti. Tuesdays, Taco Tuesday, but we now I have I now have to scratch that off because the kids is like, well, we don't like tacos anymore, so I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. Taco Tuesday is a wrap in this house. It's like Wednesday we'll have some like steak, you know. Thursday we'll do some turkey burgers, like that helps me a whole bunch, a whole bunch. But you know, some people aren't like that cerebral about you know shopping and and dinner, but. I guess I am. No. And the reason why we're here is because I'm running low on juice as we speak. And I just, just, just said <laughs> it might be time. Gotta go shopping tomorrow. Right, yeah, it might be time. Uh, just, I'm also the guy, uh, me and email, we, we're so alike that it's not funny. I'm the guy that I blame it on the kids. You know, Caden like uh, chips, so you got some chips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he brought home some cookie dough something. And he like, yeah, yeah, because I told Evan we'll make cookies. I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, the, that cookie dough's been sitting in there for like two weeks. Like, All right, when y'all going to make these cookies? Because I'm tired of seeing this cookie dough in my fridge. <laughs> yeah, me and Evan, nigga, come on. Not y'all. <laughs> Stop bringing all of this stuff in the house. Like, it's, it's really not necessary. I'm that way with Grand's biscuits. I'll buy every variety of Grand's biscuits. But, oh, yeah. 
They, they got the Hawaiian roll flavor now. So. <laughs> they got three months later, them biscuits be right in the refrigerator. <laughs> Are you afraid to open up the, the biscuits? Like, does that noise no, still start on you? No, no. See, I, what I do is I peel the thing back halfway and then I take a spoon and try to press it just so it doesn't yeah. make me jump. Yeah. Yeah, so I cheat. Yeah. I cheat. Um, I'm going from... It's going to be a weird transition, but going from there to uh, Snowfall Appreciation. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't watched. Um, so here's what we'll do. I'll ask you this. <clears throat> Out of all the drug dealer... Or esque movies that you've seen or shows that you've watched in your lifetime, how would you rank the dealers? Oh man, you should have gave me this like two days ago. No, 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 no. You have an ABC DOE? I don't want to say top five because I feel like that's so so played. But if you give me, they don't got to be in any particular order. But just like, who do you think would be the best? Who would be the worst? And who's somewhere floating in the middle? Like, eh, all right. The drug dealer or like the movie TV show? I'm ranking the deal. The, the dealer. Because the movie TV show is like that's something else but the dealer just the dealer you gotta go Frank Frank Lucas okay Franklin uh, see now all right, those would be my top two. I'm trying to think of a solid third. Because the rest of them... Ghost as a dealer, distributor, whatever he you want, whatever title. Without Tommy, I would put him up there. But Tommy, uh, I'm back. Yeah, Tommy's like uh, on on the back end because he's just like he's on the stuff, you know, which just disqualifies you because then you're irrational, and you're crazy, you're psychotic, you'll you're liable to do anything. Off your rockers, Tommy will be like on the back end. Um, I would put Ghost up there, top three. Trying to think of somebody a little bit more formidable than Ghost. I can't come up with anything right now. Maybe I could bounce off for you. Who you got in your top five? <clears throat> and you you started going into it about um, where you have them place. You did it with St. Patrick. You said, you know, he would be here if it wasn't for time. Um, I didn't think about this either. So just so you know, I, I didn't prep this. To get you off guard to be like, oh well, I got a list already. Here's my. This is, uh, 
All right. Um, I'm going to put Pablo Escobar okay. up top. Okay. But I'm going to say something that's going to disqualify all of this in a second. So uh, I put Pablo up top. Um, I'll put Tony Montana just because of the story. Well, they all started from nothing. And like they all, it isn't like one of them was a rich person with, with grew up with a silver spoon. They all came from nothing. Right. But Pablo, Tony. um, Did you watch the Pablo series on uh, Netflix? Yes, Narcos. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. I loved it. Um, but all this is part of the same conversation. We can back and forth between uh, this discussion and the actual movies and shows uh, for the time being. Pablo, Tony, and I'm going to say, hmm. See, Nino Brown was smooth. But, yo, when I tell you I hate that movie, <laughs> why? It was just so bad to me. Like the acting, the, the story was like, uh, okay. But you know, it was a sign of the times, I guess. I I think I brought it up here before. Like it just didn't age well to me. Um. I like I like Nino for uh, the time that he was in. Franklin, I got to put up there too. But he he would round out that group. Franklin would kind of round out that group. But being that you um, already started with St. Patrick, you said his stock kind of falls because of Tommy. How would you go back through your list and? rearrange based off of the type of person that they were or the type of dealer that they were, whether it be ruthless, whether it be calculated, whether it be uh, whatever have you, how would you go back and then re- rework your list based off of this new subcategory? I would definitely put Ghost ahead of uh, Franklin. Uh, because Franklin is a little soft to me. Like, he'll have people do his work, and I don't want to get give anything away, but what he did last week was, like, the most vicious thing I've ever seen him do. But it's like, all right, we're at the end of the second season, and that was, like, the craziest thing you've ever done. Ghost, he's always just has done what's needed to be done, you know, in order to keep himself out of trouble or atop the competition or like whatever it was ghost was always willing to do it and i think you just have to have that that edge and that business and to me franklin doesn't really have that edge like that like he was forced into doing something that thing that he did last week because we don't want to give it away for the, <laughs> the people that didn't see it like he was forced into that like ghost wouldn't have even hesitated the moment you know that guy was sniffing around you'd have been like all right you you're a problem for me let me do what i gotta do 
And if it didn't even have to be, you know, murder or whatever, it could be a trap. It could be a setup. It could be, I'm sending you off to jail. Like ghost was just always on top of his game. Um, so I would put ghost ahead of, um, Franklin, the reworked list. You making me think about mine just off of your spiel about ghosts. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that that would just that would be my switch. That would just be like I would I would still keep Frank at the top, Frank Lucas. Like that was just now what, what keeps Frank at the top? Lucas. What keeps Frank Lucas at the top? Like that, he to me, he pioneered the whole not pioneered, but it was like the hustle of it getting it straight from overseas, keeping it pure, no middleman, you know, having people in the armed force and the armed forces a part of it, um, employing all of his brothers, cousins, everybody had businesses under him. It was just like. That was just smooth as hell. Like his whole operation. So for me, that's what put that's what puts uh Frank at the top. And it was pure, like that stuff was pure blue magic, baby. It was killing people. It was so pure. I mean, uh, first of all, we are not glorifying drug dealers <laughs> on this podcast in no way, shape, or form. Just to get that out the way. Speak for yourself. Oh, okay. Melissa is I was actually I was gonna play our sponsorship music right now. Hold on, hold on one second. Valentino summers and wave runners Chains on my niggas like slave runners Drug dealers anonymous How many Madonnas can that Mazda fit? My brick talk is more than obvious It's ominous, correct? That's going to be a theme that plays throughout the conversation And that's just because um, Thinking on the spot And since we're talking about it Why not have the music to go, as a background for well, There you have it, ladies and gentlemen But no, we're not condoning uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me walk that back right quick. Ah <laughs> oh, man. But all right. So th- the way that he pioneered it for you kept keeps him or puts him at number one. Yeah. That's fine. Uh there's no right or wrong answer um for any of this. Because uh, one, it's all opinion. Uh, you had um, Ghost Serps uh, Franklin because of just his business savvy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to say Ghost, but you said him, so I wanted to try to get a list that was a little bit different from yours. So people weren't like, oh, great, you guys started a topic and only spoke about the same people. Thank you. Um, Pablo, I would have to say, in terms of 
talk about restructuring and reframing the way like it's a true his is a true story that's not something that's uh written by hollywood or anything like that. frank lucas is a true story too yeah um but pablo the way we talked about this uh last week with in terms of me going to miami listening to <laughs> Danny the butcher but you, you're talking about a man who essentially helped develop miami into what it is right now um i, I remember being younger and hearing pablo escobar and not really knowing what the heck it was um and then started doing my own research and then when narcos came out i'm like this I haven't seen anything done about Pablo Escobar that was as good, entertaining, and informative as Narcos was. But um, when you talk about ruthless and going to get like someone who wasn't afraid, he had government officials paid. He also killed government officials. He um, <laughs> the thing that um. And because it's so true to life, the thing that kind of would separate St. Patrick from Pablo is that Pablo was dealing with it raw when it was happening, as Frank Lucas was. So there was no movies or TV shows to look at and be like, oh, well, I would do this differently. I would, uh, you know, I would, you know, I'm not going to be as calculated. So him being ruthless, but also not having the business mind that James St. Patrick has. And you can see the, the development of the dealer in right. the different shows and movies. Right. Um, Tony, he, his, I feel like his story is very similar to Franklin. Like, you weren't really supposed to be selling drugs. You caught a lick and you kind of turned that into a really successful empire franklin though um you said he's soft and i kind of agree he he's soft pause but he has the business mind of saint patrick and i feel like saint patrick's becoming a measuring stick uh (laughs) just for the business sense how to maneuver around business-wise, business-like, um, getting out of the dealer angle per se and going into business mode, uh, reminiscent of a billionaire rapper, uh, philanthropist, uh, you name it. Anyway. Um, what type of dealer would you be in your... You you named hold on, hold on hold on I'm what not trying it? to incriminate anybody I'm just saying me on national digital alright I mean in terms of like not ruthless, but like, would you be more business minded, or would you not care? Like somebody like Old Dog, who just reckless. 
I would probably be more like Franklin. Who like has the business mind, knows, you know, how to leverage and how to scale it. Um, but you know, maybe not that ruthless, not that vicious, not really having like that killer's mentality, but just, you know, surrounding yourself with a group of people who would go after it if, you know, whenever you needed them to and and everybody eats, you know. So yeah, I'd probably be like Franklin. So is you are you giving him credit for being ruthless or are you giving him credit for just No, I said not being so ruthless, but just uh, okay. Okay. having the having the people around you that would do it. You know what I mean? Like Leon and um the uncle, I can't think of his name right now. Just like having go getters, you know what I mean? Like a team of people that would be like, yo, go handle that and they'll do it for you. For those listening, you may feel like this has actually been a very calculated conversation. I promise you it's not. Uh, Watching Snowfall kind of started this rabbit hole of thinking. And I actually, I think I told Tiffany one time, like, I would be too paranoid. Because you can't, like. Yeah, me too. You can't. You got to have people that's watching, people that's watching those people. You can never let your guard down because you never know who's plotting, who's scheming, who's for you, who's against you, who's really riding, who's really just trying to take over and not just take over, but put a bullet in your head. And then you got the cops and it's like, and then you got karma. It's like, it's too much. Who, like, who wants to live that life? I don't see how people want to do it, but it is. But, and it's. The thing about uh, not being ruthless, but being able to make those decisions is you know in that position someone tries to you know set up shop against you you have to, you can't be the we've seen the passive we've seen the overly aggressive we've seen like all these different types but you're you're i think franklin was the one that said it that he has to make all these decisions by himself like nobody would understand the gravity of any decision that he has to make Right. That's essentially the thought process. Like, you're not in my shoes. If I decide, okay, well, yeah, it's night night for this person, and you're like, oh, that's that was that was a, that was a bit extreme, nigga. You're not in my shoes. Right. You don't understand what it'll cost. What you know, all the ramifications. It's a nasty business. It's a nasty game. But that's why I had Nino on my list because he didn't care about the business. His whole thing was broad daylight. Now, that's how you do it. Broad daylight, butt naked. Like, all right, fam, okay. (laughs) But you you brought up an interesting point that's segueing us into uh, what opened us in terms of ownership and family you said frank lucas brought his family and everybody along and almost not almost it was uh, it kept it in the family mm-hmm. we opened with a clip about um ownership yo these segues are getting better and better and better 
See my boy Bench. See you, King. But uh, we open with the uh, state of the culture people talking about ownership and how uh, how important it is to have something that's passed down. Yeah. I, I posted something on uh, my story probably not even a week old where I said, you know, everybody posts the wins. Instagram, Facebook, you look, everybody's posting, oh, I got a new house. Oh, you know, we just, we just got another um, acting a movie gig. Oh, we got another, you know, our house. We got a new house. We got this. Uh, yeah. But no one posts the failures. No one posts like, yeah, I started a business. It failed terribly. And I had to learn from those mistakes. Yeah. I think, I, I'm, I'm, I'm framing that to say it's not all wins. And when we talk about ownership, I would love to speak to somebody who's on that path now. But kind of had to struggle to get there. Because we have too many examples of people that are winning right now. But we don't know the process, one, it took them to get where they are. The hell that they had to go through. Or um, the money that they lost. But all we see is, it's like the when people get married... You see them post pictures of their wedding reception and, you know, all their posts is, oh, I'm, my, my husband makes me so happy and blah, 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 blah. But you don't ever see the, okay, yeah, well, we had an argument. We had this. Times are hard. We're living in a one-bedroom house. I'm living in a one-bedroom house. That just turned into a two-bedroom house. But that's what I'm like. That was a sidebar to show you guys that when I do post my um, new house keys, what you coming for me? Because I'm telling you my failure now. Weird flex, but okay. Um, I don't have a house yet. No, nah, um, Charlemagne had alluded to this on the shop the other day when he was talking about Kevin Hart. Um. Also, prayers up for Kev. Um. Yeah, get better, man. I hope I want to see the stand up about this, just like Tracy Morgan did when he came back, man. Sure. I'm, uh, come on back. Um, but yeah, Charlamagne was talking about how Kev's journey is such an inspiration to him because he's failed so much in the past, and it's like, um, you know, to like mainstream America, who's just now knowing Kevin Hart for like, you know, the Jumanjis and. The, the movies that he's done alongside The Rock, but it was like, yo, Kev felt a lot back in the day. Like he had a uh, show on NBC and he had all these spots and movies and and it, he, his career re- really wasn't going anywhere. And it really didn't take off until like the, the past, I would say like eight, nine years maybe. But it's like he's failed so much. He's failed so much, but it never stopped him. He just kept going. He just kept going. And now we see Kevin Hart as he is today. Um, so that's one example of, you know, someone who, whose journey hasn't always been that glorious. 
But, you know, with hard work and consistency and dedication, we have Kevin Hart, who's like uh, selling out the garden. He was at um, the Eagle Stadium, like, excuse me, a football stadium. Like, that's not 10,000. That's like 50,000 people coming to see that one little guy. So it happens. Why do you think people are um, so hesitant to talk about their failure on the road to uh, ownership and being in a position of, yeah, I have my own, I own my own. uh, Why do you, why do you think? People like to impress. People like, excuse me, people like to be lauded and praised and. And if I'm failing over and over again, what's there to praise? You know what I mean? Like, society looks at not accomplishing your goal as a failure, and then it's like a stigma with that. So it was like, you're at the bottom because you didn't really make it to where you said you was going to make it to, or you didn't really accomplish what you set out to accomplish, so you're a failure. And that's, you know, that is a stigma attached to that word. So nobody wants to be looked at as a failure. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things in society you just have to come to grips with. It's like, <clears throat> all right, like nobody wants to, nobody wants to post their L's. It's all about, and especially on social media, with that's a whole, you know, conversation for another day with just the, wanting the attention and the likes and the love. So who's going to like your post about you not, you're not making it, you're not doing what you set out to do. You didn't accomplish anything. You failed. Like who's reacting to that in a positive type of, you know, type of way. You know, my problem is with that. I feel like, Me personally, I, I can look at, you know what, no, let, me, let me back up. Me personally, I can post a credit score that was 500 or something, which was the truth at one point in my life. I did have a 500 credit score. I can post something like that and tell you the journey that, I, that it took now for me to build my credit up. I'm not, oh, well, posting it to say, oh, well, yeah, I got a 500 and thinking that, Oh, that's the end all be all. No, that's what it was before. I had right, to put a when lot you of had that, when you had that 500 score, would you have posted like, yo, this is my credit? At the time? No. Exactly. Nobody but, was, but nobody wants because all right, we'll use credit. Credit is the thing that solidifies you to, you know, get a house, certain jobs, you got to have credit. Um apartments now you need credit cars they check your like credit is everything so if but, your credit is low and you're deemed as like ah uh, you ain't worthy so you're a failure so who's posting yeah my my credit is 5 540 let me let me let me explain my me saying I wouldn't post it I wouldn't post it because at that time when it was 500 or whatever have you, I wasn't checking. I was too scared to even look for my credit score. 
um, after getting it and then working on it, would I post it now? Of course I would, because now I'm more comfortable with the fact of, okay, well, like you said, this is something that's going to open doors for you literally in the future, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, whether it's whatever have you, even if it's getting another credit card, it's understanding, okay, well, I was at this point. This is where you don't want to be. You want to work your way up to get to a place where, yeah, you don't, necess- you don't necessarily need all this money down and things like that because your credit is already opening the door for you. So, no, at the time, I wouldn't have posted it because I was nervous as heck. I didn't, I didn't want to see it myself. But will I post it now? Absolutely. Is my credit 800 Heck no. Yeah, because your credit isn't 500 now. But if your credit was 500 now, would you post your credit score? Yeah, now. Because I understand, um, let's just say it gets shot back down to 500 tomorrow. I would post it because I know the work that I put into to build it the first time. So I'd be like, look, guys, this is where my starting point is. Be on the lookout for where, where it is in the next couple months or whatever have you. That's, that's me, though. Yeah, that's you. Have you ever seen anybody post out of all those credit posts that you that you've seen your friends look my credit scores went up twenty points? Da, da, da. Have you ever seen a five hundred, four hundred, three hundred? If you got a three hundred, you might as well start putting stuff in your kid's <laughs> name. That's what I'm saying. Nobody, nobody's gonna go there unless. They were at 400 and now they're at six, whatever, or they're at seven or they're at eight. And then they'll do the, you know, the split screen. This is where I was two years ago and I'm here now. It's like, okay, you can praise that, but nobody's just posting your yeah, credit score 400, bro. We got stuck on a conversation about credit, but didn't Meek have an album called Wins and Losses? Where he kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, right before championships. Um, it doesn't have to be credit. I'm, all I'm saying is the, the flip side to all of us just posting, oh, yeah, I got my, not even using credit, but um, I said, yeah, when I get the keys to my new house, I don't have my new house yet. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment that I converted into a two-bedroom. Do I mind saying that? No, because I know where I'm going, but I want people, I want people to hear me say that now. So that way, it's not a oh well, he's just flexing later on. No, nobody's no, nobody's gonna do it. Nobody's gonna do it without the without the victory. So like you, for you, you're okay with saying I live in a one bedroom that I that I converted into a two. You're okay with saying that now, but for the next, the average man, they're not gonna say yo, I'm living in a one bedroom with my wife and my two kids. Like they're not gonna post that unless they have keys to you know, a brand new four bedroom, two bath house. It's always going to be, yeah, I was here. I was at the bottom. Now I'm at the top. You're never going to just get people posting about their struggle, where they are taking long for them to get to where they trying to get to. It's never going to be that. It's always going to be, I was here. Now I'm victorious. This is what it was. Now I'm at the top. I was at the bottom. Now I'm at the top. I was struggling. Now I'm winning. It's always going to be that split. Wins and losses. It's never just going to be the losses. Because nobody wants to be looked at as like a loser. That's that's the whole point. Like that would just contradict the whole point of social media. 
Why you want to? You like you already feel like a loser in real life, <laughs> so you're not gonna get on social media where you could project anything that you want to, and admit to being a loser. Yeah, you said you said it's a deeper conversation uh, in regards to social media in itself, but fam, I guess we just need more people that just don't care. Um, yeah. Not caring and have having this level of uh, I can't even the words right on the tip of my tongue. Transparency. Um, ironically enough, and I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take it where you think it's going. But last week when my grandfather passed, me and Tiffany had a conversation afterwards where it was like, uh, why do I'm gonna say black homes? Why are they so secretive of stuff? Like, why is it stuff that you have to talk about in not closed doors, but why can't it be an open conversation? I'm just going to use, for example, let's just say somebody did get cheated on or somebody, you know, wasn't faithful. Why has it got to be a a tight-lipped, oh, no, no, we can't talk about that. Why can't it be a, yeah, that happened and we got past it. I get it. In the olden times, everything was, you know, if, if not a sin, it was, oh, well, no, you don't want to talk about that because that was that was hardship. But why isn't it more freely, like, in conversation? I'm not going to have any problems telling my kids, yeah, I didn't always have it. Right. Yeah, this, that, and the third. Like, that was just something that was on my mind. Like, why, why are we so secretive as the black house where we can't talk about oh it's because we don't want people in our business and we don't want like but just in terms of the family i'm not talking about outside family but just in terms of family why can't we have free-flowing conversations about our family for the embetterment of us to get to the point of ownership and things like that yeah that would only make sense you would think but i think a lot of like generational things have been passed down throughout the ages uh, with black families specifically. Um, and family secrets is one of those things is like, like we've seen it in film, you know, when the dad is like drunk or, you know, he has a whole nother family living across town. It's just like, and the kids come to to learn these things, and it's like, oh no, we're not gonna talk about that. It's like, it's just something that's been passed passed down throughout the generation. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe our generation can break that because we're more um, information based and, you know, transparency based. Hopefully, you kind of you kind of forced into it in this day and age because. Yeah. Let's just say, um, I can't use him because he's a pastor and I don't want people listening to this saying, oh, well, girl, did you hear what they said on the thing about Pastor Washington? (laughs) In in today's day and age, if I were to cheat on Tiffany, there's a girl, whoever the girl may be, maybe more apt to post something on social media for whatever reason. And I have to confront that with my kid. That's not something that you can hide because it's out in the public. Right. 
and I'm saying that to frame the conversation in today's time, we're more we're forced to deal with it as opposed to saying, oh, well, no, we can't talk about that. Like in the past, in the past, there was no social media in the past. There wasn't, you know. Yeah, whatever you knew what was to, told. Yeah, right. But now in this day and age, you have to confront it because either like Kevin Hart's situation, either it's going to come out and they're going to want money from you if you're of uh, that ilk. Or they're going to want clout for saying, oh, well, yeah, I did do this. I don't care if so-and-so is famous. Like, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. All this, all this spews from ownership and <laughs> uh, getting to a place where we have something to actually pass down. But along that journey, being able to be transparent and share where we are or where we have been on that timeline. Because you look, like you said, you look on social media, everybody's winning. Yeah. Everybody's winning. And for somebody who's from transitioning to everybody winning to someone who's not winning at the moment, Antonio Brown. You see how I, you see what I'm doing here? Oh, man. Mm, That was a little shaky. It was a little rough, but still. (laughs) See, you can admit your L's. Good for you. I got a podcast for for 61 episodes now. I've come up here and done nothing less. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I don't know what's good with AB. I I guess sometimes you just got to hit rock bottom before you could get a clue. And I was like, why take it there? Like, you already went from a great organization. They was like, all right, somebody else could deal with this because you're the best wide receiver in the league. But they were like, it's not even worth it. Go do you, bro. And then Oakland picks him up. They pick up a bunch of, you know, has-beens and criminals and convicts and bad boys. All right, we'll take AB. And from day one, it's been nothing but nothing but a headache. Nigga goes into a, the, the chamber with the wrong footwear and gets frostbitten on his feet. And you can't go to, can't start training camp. And then a helmet is a situation and he's trying to get the helmet that he want to wear. But it's not meeting the safety regulations that the league go by now. And then it's like. It's just one thing after the next, and he posts the fines that he got. <laughs> then he got into an altercation with the general manager. As not of the coach. Wednesday. Not the coach. The guy that hired you. It's the guy who's the coach's boss. An alter, like an altercation, and nigga had to be restrained by Vontez. Of all people, of all of all the people, yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you can't be swinging on the G on the GM. Like, what what are we doing? How old are you, fam? It was only fines. You're making thirty million dollars. Like, 
that came out of nowhere. Like, if you're at practice and we're having a walkthrough, you're supposed to, you have to come to that room for the walkthrough. If we're at the facility and we it's a team meeting, you have to come to the meeting. That's a part of your job. You're not just there to, to practice and, and do games. It's like, there are other things that go with it. You have to go to those walkthroughs. You have to go to those meetings. Like, you're not a rookie. You know this. You know this. And if you don't, you will be fine. So what are we talking about? Why are you, why are you so upset that you, that you got fined because you just decided, oh, I ain't going through that. I ain't doing that walkthrough. I'll see them niggas on, at, on the practice field. Like, what? Who does that? Honestly, who like I've never in my life heard of that. I've never yeah, in my life. I'm not doing my job. You're gonna reprimand me, and I'm going to get mad that you reprimanded me because I didn't do my job. That's I don't understand A B for the life of me. I don't understand his the people around him, his agent. Like what are you telling him? Because you're about That's to lose mad money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw some somebody say the league is getting ready to to him in a second, and I, I yeah. it made a lot of sense. Uh, for those that don't get that reference, that may not be sports fans, I got you. Uh, Terrell Owens was considered uh, a really great receiver. Actually, he's in the record books, might be two or three behind Jerry Rice all time, but because of his presence in the locker room and him. Uh, not being able to gel anywhere he went, he kind of lost the job and hasn't had one since. Yeah, and the Raiders are considering uh, releasing AB altogether so they don't even have to pay him for the year. They covered themselves so good with that contract with only saying, yeah, it's guaranteed, but if it's anything disciplinary... We're only going to take a million dollar hit, not the 30 that was yep. promised you. Yep. At first, I felt bad for AB, like, oh, maybe they got it out for him. But I'm like, fam, no. Yeah, it's, it's you. It's you, bro. It's not Big Ben. It's not Mike. It's, it's not the Pittsburgh organization, the Steelers organization. It's you, bro. And that's what I thought. When he left, I'm like, dang, Pittsburgh did this yeah. nigga dirty. Yeah. And it's, it, you said it, it's been nonstop since the moment he got in Oakland. Yeah, it's like, you would, you would think, like, let me just try to make a good impression. I know my, my reputation kind of preceded me, but, you know, let me just show these guys that I'm, I'm serious about, you know, putting in the work for this season let me go in here, you know, get along with everybody, do what I can, be a team leader. No. No. Not at all. It's like you walk on a new job and just be like, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you could do that. I ain't like, I'm not doing that. Like, you just got here. You don't tell You're not going to do what? Fam, come on. That nigga... <laughs> Yeah, nigga, Joey said he got early CT. <laughs> Ew, man. There's no other way to explain his behavior, though. It's like, something got to be wrong with this dude. Something got to be wrong. Uh, 
if there is anything wrong, I do hope he, uh, his friends and family kind of, because it, it doesn't seem normal. Yeah, when you think about it, does it like who's gonna post the fine? Like, why would you post that on Instagram? Why would you post that? You didn't show up, so you have to be fine. Niggas out to get me. The devil is a liar, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, what's that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with nothing. But yeah, I don't know. So I I don't know what's gonna happen with him if he gets cut. Maybe some some desperate team will pick him up. Who knows? We've seen it. You know, we've seen it happen before. Uh, someone said it. Now you want to put it in the atmosphere, but um, uh, there's there's a meme going around with uh, and I'm just gonna say Bill Belichick on a phone and a glass to his mouth. So if you can put two and two together, because like <laughs> I said, I don't want to put it in the atmosphere. <laughs> No, nah, I don't think he would fit over there. It, it, listen. They that have Josh sick, Gordon. Though. Yeah, that would be. But yeah, Josh was working to get better. I can't say that of AB. He's He still looks like a diva, acts like a diva, talks like a diva. He's just too high maintenance. And Gronk said it. Nobody in that organization gets treated like a superstar. You have to come in there and act like, you know, you're the 53rd man on the roster. And I can't see him. I can't see him doing that. But they'll cut that nigga in a heartbeat. Like, they don't pay. Yeah. Yeah. But if anybody, you know what? Moving on. Um. <laughs> that would be nasty. That w- that would be that would be sick. You could just book them for the Super Bowl and a win. Yeah, this is seven coming. Um, Jared Goff, <laughs> what did he do to get a hundred million? Hundred and ten. Yeah, because I don't even remember him in the Super Bowl. One trip to the Super Bowl, he did nothing, <laughs> and he got a hundred million dollar extension. Ugh. Um, we're in a we're in a season of fantasy football. Uh, you can pull up your team in a second because I want to run through what our teams look like. But in that vein, he got a hundred, and then Zeke holds out, and he gets ninety. I don't like the I don't like the oh I need to be the highest paid blah like what do you do Well for, for Zeke I I can understand Zeke because he was definitely the best running back in the league last season So I understand his stance Golf, I don't know if that was his if that was his play, like this is the this is the money that I want, or if he just you know, his agent just went up there and like he needs to be extended and that was the number that they offered him and he was like, Cool, that sounds amazing. Oh, oh I, I, <laughs> yeah, under ten? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where do I sign? Like <laughs> Yeah, I can't see Jared Goff going in there like I need a hundred million at least. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't 
to me, he's like tier two, maybe the top of tier three quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I can't see him making that demand. But Zeke, I don't, I don't mind Zeke doing that. I actually liked. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I hate the Cowboys sometimes, but I actually liked seeing Jerry Jones bend to Jerry Jones as a white man, as a rich white man, as a rich white, more than likely racist man, bend to the will of Ezekiel Elliott. I just enjoyed it. I'm like, yeah, hold out, get your money. This is what you want. Cool. He got it. Good for you, young man. Um, but I think he deserved it. He was he was the best running back in the league. How does that set up Dak though? Because you know, if Dak's yeah, looking at Jared, now off, Dak's and... looking at Jared like I, yeah, yeah, okay, because yeah, buddy. And Jerry probably got himself in a bind. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. But if Dak, I don't think Dak needs one hundred and ten. Well, not needs, but I don't think he's worth the one one ten that Jared got. I would say the 30, 31 that Jerry Jones was offering him is just about right, I guess, for the market, not the value, but the market. Yeah, give him the thirty million, and you know, let him go his way. But he's probably gonna. He's probably going to ask for more. He's probably going to ask for 112. <sighs> Jerry going to be stuck. Yeah, nigga, get your money. I can't. Uh, listen. Yeah. And you're going to have to pay Amari after all that. But yeah. I mean, I feel you. I feel you. It, old, rich, racist white guy has to come to the fed. He has to come to the realization that he needs these niggers. Yep. And you got to pay them niggers what them niggers is asking. So, I like seeing that. Last year, um, we did Thursday night game, and I don't think it makes sense to predict Thursday night game if we uh, post on Friday. So, we'll do Sunday night games this year. Uh... Sunday, it's Pittsburgh in New England. I got Pittsburgh. Really? Yep. I want to make it interesting this year. Um, 16 weeks in the season. We can't pick the same team twice, even though that won't happen because you only get on Sunday night game once. We'll do that a different time, but... I thought it'd be kind of cool if we didn't pick the same team. But you got Pittsburgh. All right. I'm going to take yeah. the uh, defending champions. Okay. Only because... The Wingers don't usually come out the gate with it. So that's why I'm picking Pittsburgh. That's a very good observation. They'll, win, they'll lose the first four games and then go... Yeah. Undefeated for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, some somehow, some way, I'm still going uh, New England first game. Um, Tom's gonna show why he's forty and has six rings. <laughs> uh, fantasy team, who'd you? What's your team looking like? 
First of all, this yeah. app was mad glitchy during the draft. Every year I have an issue with this. So why don't you use the computer? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Well, it was too late. I didn't plan on getting on the computer. I was just gonna do it from my phone. But the draft had started, so it was like, nigga, like I missed my first pick. But I got Patty, my homeboy. I got um, James Connor, Marlon Mack, Eman Sanders. DJ Moore, Nijoku, that's my tight end from the Browns, Calvin Ridley. My squad is decent. I got a, the Rams defense. I also picked Melvin Gordon, but he ain't with no team right now, so hopefully he'll get his act together and sign somewhere because he's good. So, yeah, that's my squad. It's not too shabby. I was able to uh, snag Matt Ryan, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaff, Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Delaney Walker, uh, the running back Eckler, who is the backup for Gordon. So if Gordon doesn't play, that's the better for me. The Eagles defense... And some other bums that's on the bench. Did you want to do a Super Bowl prediction? We did it this early before. Yeah. And uh, who'd you pick? I think I had Last, Green Bay in the, in the Patriots. You had the, Patri you had the, the Patriots and you said the Saints. Oh, the Saints. Okay. And I had uh, no, 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 no. You had the Steelers and the Saints, and I said it would be the Patriots and or the Vikings or Saints, and we saw how that game ended. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. and the Saints. Chiefs and Saints. Um, hmm. Hmm. Let me do NFC first because I feel like the AFC is always tougher. Um, uh, You think the AFC is tougher? To choose, like, who's coming out of the AFC. Nigga, it's only going to be either the Patriots or the Chiefs. That's why I say it's tougher, because that's the... Anywho, NFC, I'm going to go... Um... <laughs> I'm going to go Bears. Okay. Only because their defense is going to be real this year. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers just went four plays, 74 yards, and a minute and 30 seconds for a touchdown. 
Look at this Molly Wapum in fourth place in the corner of the field. Bruh. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man. I love doing stuff live. Um <laughs> yeah, I already put it out there, so I'm gonna retract it. It's gonna be the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Bears and sticking to it. Bears and either. No, not either. The Bears versus I'm gonna say Chiefs Super Bowl. So you got Chiefs Saints. I got Saints. Yeah. Bears Chiefs. Oh man. Yeah, picks the Bears and instantly four <laughs> plays, <laughs> 70 yards. In a minute and a half. <laughs> oh, man. You ever think we're going to get the 12 versus 12? Brady versus Rodgers in the Super Bowl? No. Uh, I, no. Um, Green Bay's implemented a new offense. It's going to take them a while to get uh, acclimated to that uh I would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, me either. Aaron can't stay healthy. It's like the the, the Kobe-LeBron matchup that we never got, that we yeah. should have. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see it, but it's it's it just, yeah. Too many factors that uh, could prevent it from happening. Uh, can you give me, being that this is... Uh, Hold on, hold on. Got a word from our sponsor. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Do you have a show that's on topic to what we talked about? Uh, yeah. NFL season's back. No. Uh, Hold on. No. I, I need you a show or movie. That's a show. It's a, it's a game. Uh-huh. All right. One of those shows. They can be old. Nah, I do have a show. Um... I'm trying to give you the alley you to just pick one of these shows. No, nah, I did have one, but then you said on topic, so I was like, I you're talking about the NFL. NFL is back this weekend. It only makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go New Jack City since yeah. you, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're all over the place. Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, The Wu-Tang joint came out on Hulu. I'm going to be watching that right now. You're missing the clue. No, I don't want to. Do, I'm not throwing you one of those drug dealer shows, nigga. You missing my clue. 
Oh, man. All right. What show you got? I already said my show. I'm not, I'm not repeating it. Uh, all right, Charlemagne. Let's, let's, let's scale <laughs> this down. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. She's supposed to be retiring. Thank God. Um, What did I say? Oh, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang movie. Wu-Tang. Wu Tang move, uh, New Jack City is mine, even though you were old. Offer New Jack City. That joint is trash in 2019. That's because I don't want people to look at it with 2019 eyes. I just want them to reminisce on the good times, on how the 90s was. What's the drug dealer game today? It, <laughs> Bitcoin. That's what it is. It's Bitcoin. Bitcoin. You in the Bitcoin? No, I do not. I, I was mad as hell that I didn't get into it, though. I should have. But it's another story for another time. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, you niggers, get your excuses ready for Monday. Thank God. Football's back. It's uh, no weekend for the next six months, so we won't have football. All you who no. don't, man, when you put it like that, yeah, 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 deal with that. Those that don't like sports, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man, get your excuses ready. Um, about to hit my manager with an ill one on Monday myself. Uh, Facts. Caden starting his first day, so. Facts. I will be taking that good old uh, sick time. Yeah, nigga, you listen to this on Friday, you gonna you gonna hit me call out on Monday. I don't care, nigga. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. Uh, until until next week. Catch y'all niggas at sixty two. I'll holler. Yes, sir.